Boom! What up, ladies and gentlemen? Look, growing your business and saving for retirement doesn't have to be super complicated. And if you feel like you're overwhelmed, then this episode's for you. So let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Pros! A small business owner struggling to make ends meet and you find yourself losing sleep over financial planning, tax savings, and retirement options? Well, fear not, because today we got an expert in the field joining us. Our guest is an expert in planning for retirement, saving on business taxes, and growing your money with no risk. He's here to solve the pain points that small business owners face every day. He's going to share his secrets to help you maximize your business financial potential. So let's welcome to the show, Efrain. Chaco. Now the party can start. What up, my brother? Yeah. Welcome to the program. What up? Thank you for having me, man. What in like I, this is a privilege. I'm honored. Ah, um, oh, dude. I've been a fan of business. Uh, the business grows when I started getting into business. So the fact that I'm here today it means a lot. So thank you. Plus, for those of you who don't know, Chacon and I got to share a stage. Uh, I shouldn't Chacon. Afrain, but you know, it's the Chacon group. Chacon's so, fine. Yeah, Chacon, Chacon works, right? Chacon. So, yeah. right? So we got to share a stage talking about all kinds of cool stuff and content creation. And it was a, a really good uh, good event. We even got into like ChatGPT stuff. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, involve your brand or go extinct. We're coming back in October, by the way. So get ready to have another big one coming around the corner to learn some stuff. That you can implement into your business. All right. So tell me, Efrain, what's up, man? What's going on with this whole uh, fear-based uh, retirement scare? Yeah. So you know, what, what's crazy is how my career has actually transitioned the way it has and actually following what's going on in the economy. Yeah, I got into real estate in 2016 uh, part-time and did very well. 2018, go full right in. And then the market took off in 2020. And so everything, it, it has been timed so well. And it, about a year and a half ago, I got my license in life, accident, health insurance, and annuities. And the reason I got that specific license, um, and it, it's crazy because I just spoke about this yesterday with uh, Oli, our friend, and that we were talking about there's that stigma, especially with the Latino community, that we're not raised, we're, we're raised with thinking that talking about money is not okay. And then so for me, the reason I ended up getting licensed is because I came from no money. And now that I have money, I didn't know what to do with it. I was completely lost. And it was also intimidating to ask other people who have money, how do you manage your money? But what I ended up realizing was the people that came from nothing and have built something are typically always willing to help you, give you advice and guide you. And so the people that I surrounded myself with were always like that. And I wanted to do the same thing too. Now that I've learned everything about the, not everything, but I've learned a lot about the financial industry and how to set up your business. So uh, I got licensed about a year and a half ago. And now, you know, I'm proud to say we have a, a team of about 10 agents 
Um, and we focus on the everyday person, the mom and dad, um, that the hardworking blue collar person, but we also help entrepreneurs as well. And we do that because I've learned how to save myself from paying extra taxes, set myself for retirement, have a nice pension, all tax-free as well. I love that you brought up the uh, cultural differences. The Being Mexican, man, we, we don't talk about that sort of stuff. The, the, the dinner table is not a place to talk about business. We don't talk about money. You don't ask people how much they make. Um, yeah. Although, you know, hey, being Mexican, I know they're hardworking people, right? There's not like they're trying to earn a living. We just only earn a living. We never get past that. I know, you know, most wealth goes away in a couple generations. You might have somebody in one in one Mexican family that grows wealth really well, but they don't teach the next generation how to handle it or what to do with it, and it disappears. And it's so sad that that happens. Um, you're also in real estate, which means you you know you said you started in in 2016. You had 2018 a big year. 2020 we had a big boom. But a lot of people that are cashing out and they're in situations where. If you're married, you can clear up to half a million dollars in a real estate transaction and not pay any taxes on it. But like you said, now what? Right? So you got half yeah. a million dollars. If you're not careful, you buy a couple cars and some nice clothes and some jewelry. And before you know it, it's gone. So what yep. does somebody do? Like, okay, let's say, let's use that as an example. You sold your house. You got a nice big check. You're not paying any taxes on it. So it's sitting in an account. What should somebody do with stuff like that? That is actually one of the number one things we uh, teach our clients as well when they are in that situation. Right now, we're in real estate. What I'm seeing, including myself that I've considered it, is we're still, a lot of people don't, don't realize, we're still at the peak of the market. There was a slight downfall when rates went up, but everybody's realized the rate is the rate. And in San Diego, home prices are stable. In fact, they're going up. The $600,000 to $800,000 range those those houses are getting multiple offers gone within four to five days. And so what we tell people, especially the ones that are like, I just want to cash out and get into a rental and then figure out what I want to do. Uh, we're structuring it. So instead of them putting the money in the bank, um, we tell them get a life insurance policy, but life insurance is actually called an index universal life insurance policy. And all that simply means is that instead of you putting your money in a CD, a 401k, or, or wherever to grow your money while it just sits there, if you put it into one of these policies, because it's a life insurance policy and it's indexed, meaning it cannot go down, it can only go up, your money is going to be secured. So, for example, if you sell your property and you have $300,000 in equity, if you were to go to the bank, after you sell your house and you cash out and you put 300,000 into the bank, the bank legally, if you go the next day and try to pull that 300 grand out, legally they can tell you, sorry, fill out this form, come back in 72 hours, and then we'll give you the rest of the money. Because in fact, we know you gave it to us yesterday, but we don't even have it anymore because 90% of it already is out the window. That's 270 grand of your money that is not gonna be available right away. And so with an IUL, with an indexed fund, you become your own bank. If you're able to put a large chunk of money into a life insurance policy, we're going to structure it so the money is never invested by anyone else other than you and the life insurance company, but the money is going to be readily available for you to use at any time. And this is how we, we tell people become your own bank, especially entrepreneurs. So 
let's say that you put the 300,000 into this life insurance policy, what's going to happen is right now the market's not that great, but we are still giving people up to 2.75% return year over year, no matter what. If the economy were to completely collapse, we're still guaranteeing that we're going to give you a 1% return. And the reason why is because it is an indexed fund. By law, the license that I got, and I got it specifically for this, is because I want to guarantee each one of my clients that you will never lose money. So if you were to go and put that 300 grand into the bank, you're going to have to wait a couple of days to get your money back. With us, not only is it gaining 2.5% year over year until the market comes back up and we're, we actually see about 17 to 21% returns, but your money is readily available. Um, and that's the beauty of it. And this is how entrepreneurs become their own banks. They don't leverage banks anymore. Let, let's kind of drill down on the IULs because I, I know yeah. there's a lot of people who have a, a general understanding of an index policy, but maybe not a, an in-depth. Uh, and you kind of mentioned the index part, right? So uh -huh. the cool thing about the index is it's never going to go to zero. I mean, it's never going to go below zero. You're not going to lose money in the market, but there's a cap on the upside as well, right? So you're you're going to stay within a within a growth. And then kind of walk me through because there's also the the income growth versus the cash value growth of this policy, right? right. Yes. So uh, let's start. Your first question was uh, never going below zero. And that is correct. That is the difference between an index fund as opposed to a 401k, a TSP, um, or any other variable account like the stock market. There's a misconception out there that if you were to, let's say you have, you have a 20% loss in your money, but then the next month you have a 20% gain that you're back even. That's not true because if you lost 20%, now you only have 80% of your original. And if you have a 20% gain, it's only 20% off that 80. Mm -hmm. So technically you need a 40% gain in order to get get back to, to zero. So with us, we're indexed. So there can never be a loss. In the last uh, couple of market crashes since the 1900s, IULs were the only products, in only investment products that had zero losses. In fact, you know the store JCPenney, right? The big retail store. So uh, during the Great Depression, Mr. JCPenney had only one store. But because he actually had an IUL, which this product was established in the late 1800s, and he had already been funding it for a few years, he was actually able to keep JCPenney afloat during the Great Depression. Even though he wasn't bringing income in, he was still able to pay his employees. And because of his IUL, and because it was his own money, he was able to keep that company afloat. And now JCPenney has grown to where it's at right now. So um, when it comes to index, that's the beauty of it is that you won't lose any money whatsoever by law. We have to guarantee it. You also mentioned that there could be a ceiling. So I am a broker certain, I, I can, I can find you the best deal for the goals that you tell me you want to achieve. Certain companies do have a cap. They have a ceiling and they have a floor. And I'll give you an example. One of, uh, one of the top companies we use, and I have one of when IUL with them is Transamerica, major, major company. So in 2020, I was actually getting 21% returns. However, Transamerica had a ceiling of 15%, but the floor was 0.75%. So even though right now in the current economy we're in, that policy is still giving me a 0.75% return, which is great. But for me, I prefer now to use companies that have no ceilings because the market's going to go back up. Statistically, it's going to happen. So now uh, I actually have several policies with Nationwide, 
which has no ceiling. So one of my policies that I did have in 2020 that didn't have a ceiling, I was actually getting the full 21% return year in 2020, 2021. So great, great gains on there. Um, it, it, it's always going to come down to what your goals are, what your needs are, especially uh, how far out you are for retirement. Because what I tell people is, look, I can get you life insurance. If all you want is life insurance, I could probably get you a million dollar policy for 50 bucks a month. It'll be mm -hmm. term. It'll only last for 30 years. But are you comfortable paying $50 a month for the next 30 years in the hopes that you don't die? Like that's how people should, should think about life insurance. Or instead, if you have the ability to put just a little more, and I'll use myself as an example, one of my policies is a $500,000 life insurance policy. I only put 300 bucks a month into it. The policy is actually only, I think, 50 bucks for, for the 500,000, but the extra 250 gets invested into the market. And so now I have a good amount of cash value in that policy that I can use. And I almost did. It was very dumb. I was going to buy a boat. Uh, don't, don't do that. The whole purpose of, of these policies is to create wealth later for, for your future, right? So um, so that one, my, my Transamerica was, was capped, but my Nationwide, no, no cap, no ceiling at all. And the floor on, on the Nationwide right now, we're actually giving two points. Well, Nationwide is giving 2.75% returns right now in this market. So what we tell people is if you do have even savings that are just sitting in the bank, Put it into an IUL. At least in an IUL, your money is secure, especially what's happening right now with the value of the dollar declining. You want to be able to have that money ready and available for yourself. If you go to a bank, a bank, just like what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, Roku, one of their major, major customers, only got 250000 back out of the $280 billion they had mm. with them. So imagine mm. that. You, you, you trust the bank and then you put billions of dollars. Even a billionaire can't even secure his money. But if you were to put it in an IUL, 100% secure. And that's the thing about running a business is you have to have the liquidity in order for you to be able to do stuff. And a lot of times we think the bank is the only place to have the liquidity, but what the truth is you just don't understand how banks work. Banks are, are a fractional system, meaning they take a portion of the money that you put in and they can multiply it out. They also only have to have so much money in reserves while an insurance company is completely different. They actually have to have a majority of the funds liquid available in case people die or we have some some sort of claims that have to happen. I think it's somewhere upwards of like 80% of whatever they have out as a risk on, on life insurance policies, they have to maintain in liquidity. And where do they get the money from? The banks. Like that's where yes. that's where the money's coming from. So, you know, that that's kind of a, a one of those other kind of misconceptions here, right? Where if I put my money in an IUL, how am I going to be able to pull it out? Now you're going to go and buy a boat. Don't do that. I heard, by the way, the acronym for a boat is bust out another thousand. Right? Yeah, or I also heard yep. that there's two days that a boat owner loves. Uh, the two favorite days in a boat owner's <laughs> life is the day they buy the boat and the day they sell the boat. So, yep. just, 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 you know, go to your buddy's house. My brother-in-law has a boat. That's who you go. You just pay them for the day and you go do that thing. No, man. 100%. Uh, so, so, you know, let, let's talk about from a business standpoint. You mentioned JCPenney, but what about average Joe Smo? Somebody who's going to have yeah. that small business. Maybe they got one or two employees. They're running their thing, right? Uh, how is this a good retirement structure and a benefit for liquidity in case they need it for their business? So, uh, I, again, IUL stands for Indexed Universal Life Insurance Policy. Um, there's an IRS rule. And this is why I love this job, again, because when I came into money, I don't know, 
anything on how to manage my money. And then now my business partner, Fletcher, uh, who introduced me into index funds, annuities, and, and all that, he's the one that's been coaching me and, and teaching me about all this stuff. Uh, he, he showed me that there's an, another IRS rule that states as long as the, I, for a business, as long as the IUL is labeled executive bonus plan, then the, when the corporation funds the executive bonus plan for the executive and the executive technically is also the owner, then the corporation gets a major tax write-off for everything that they put into the IUL of the executive. And then the executive does not have to pay taxes on any of that because it's funding a life insurance policy. And to give you an example, uh, most people know Warren Buffett, genius guy when it comes to money, also a very frugal guy. Um, what he does, the reason he doesn't pay any personal income tax is because just like I was talking about, you can take a, a loan against your, your cash value that you put in there. So every time, you know, Warren Buffett Inc., let's say, funds the executive bonus plan of Warren Buffett, every month he takes a withdrawal. He takes a loan against the cash value that he has in that, in that account. And the IRS says, if you receive any payment from a life insurance policy as the beneficiary, you do not have to report it. You do not have to pay taxes on it. So, and there's also nothing that says you have to be dead to use your life insurance. It's not death insurance. It's life insurance policy. So the life insurance companies can do whatever they want with it. And so what they do is, just like me, when I was going to buy the boat, very dumb decision. Hey, Transamerica, I'd like uh, to take a loan of $10,000 against my life insurance. They asked why. And I said, I'm going to buy a boat. Uh, and they said, when do you plan on paying it back? I said, I'm going to make payments at $300 a month and, you know, however long it takes. And they're like, okay, cool. And in reality, I could have said, I don't know. And they would have said, okay, just let us know. Because it is your policy and it is your money, a loan does have to be paid back. But God forbid, when you do pass away, if you haven't paid it back, the company's just going to reduce the amount of the benefits that goes to your beneficiary minus the, the by the loan amount. So it's that it's that simple. It's that quick. So let me break this down. Let me break this down. Number one, your company gets a deduction for being able to fund this life insurance policy. So right off the bat, you're saving in taxes. Then because income is taxable, but loans are not, you can take a loan from the insurance policy, thus having cash on hand without another taxable event. You're going to have to pay that back, but you're paying interest to yourself like you would be paying the bank anyways. And if you happen to die along the way, then they pay back from the death benefit and your family gets the rest also tax free. Sounds illegal, dude. It does. And that's, you know, that's the, the, the number one question I always get. Why don't we know more about this? Well, number one. I have been told I haven't verified this, but I have been told the IRS does not allow us to advertise it publicly like regular life insurance or car insurance. Why? Because the IRS isn't going to get any taxes and nobody's going to pay taxes, right? At least entrepreneurs won't. So that's number one. Uh, number two, anytime you talk to anybody about IRS, IRS rules, investing money, because no one ever talks publicly and openly about money, how to grow it, how, how to protect it, you think that it's a scam. You think it's too good to be true. But in reality, all the super wealthy people are doing it. Why? Because they're in a position to hire IRS people to tell them this is exactly how to do it. So I looked at it as, wait a minute, why isn't the regular uh, guy like myself, like my sphere, like my friends, my family, 
not taking advantage of this. There's nothing that says you have to make three, four million billion dollars. You know, anybody can do this. If you're a regular, regular individual who is starting off a business and you structure it with an S corp, that's the only way the executive bonus plan works is that you have to be an S corp. You can take advantage of it. The rules are the same for everybody. And so that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to get licensed because I wanted to educate others. You know, my, you know, this, my, my circle is small. My sphere is very important to me. And it's important that the people that are, the entrepreneurs that are in my life grow along with me. And so for me now I can go and educate each individual on how they can save money for taxes, how they can grow their money to, uh, for retirement, or if they want to just eventually be their own bank or start another uh, executive bonus plan to maybe fund the business and, and, and support the business, you can do that too. Um, but the problem is, is that no one, no one really talks about this stuff because the government doesn't allow us to publicly go out and make commercials, ads, and things like that because it's not in their benefit. Now, let, let's take this even a step further because it's one thing for you as the entrepreneur or you as the breadwinner to come in and create an IUL. But couldn't you really create a really awesome legacy for your family for the next couple generations if it's not just you getting this IUL, but maybe you get one for your spouse or maybe you fund them for your kids and now you're planning a lifestyle for them early down the road where they can borrow money for their first car or they can borrow money from their first house. They can borrow money for their first for their education or whatever it is down the road. Are we limited to the number of IUL policies that we can open? Uh, technically, yes. It's going to be based on, like, for example, in, in my house, I have seven of them. Each one of my kids has a policy. I have a policy. My wife has a policy. And then we also have the executive bonus plan. So we each have one. Now, w the one that my kids have, we call it million dollar baby. The reason why is the way it's structured. They, they're, I have a, let's my 12 year old. I have a hundred thousand dollar policy, uh, for him. And I'm only required to pay, I think, 30 bucks a month, but I put 100 bucks. And then at the end of the year, what I do is, and again, this is because I'm an entrepreneur, uh, I basically put him on payroll and because I can pay him. And but that money is actually going into his IUL, right? Well, it's a not year. a lot. Yeah. And, and it's not even that much. I'm talking about maybe three grand at the end of the year that I put in there. But as long as I continue this pace and this policy started two years ago for him. By the time he's 42, with all the compound interest that he's gained, and as long as I simply fund it the way I've been doing it, the 1200 a year plus an extra 3000 he's going to have the ability at the age of 42 to start withdrawing nine, about $90,000 a year, and it'll continue growing. And he can take that one, one lump sum at the beginning of the year if he wants, 90 grand, non-reportable, non-taxable. Because IRS will never know. And because the policy has been growing for decades now, we're not even funding it anymore. There's no reason at that point. I think after age 27, I, him or I or whoever is funding it can stop. Because there's so much interest that has been gained, you can just call Nationwide and say, hey, I, I just want to continue funding the policy off my gains.
Yeah, let's 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 talk about that a little bit more because I think traditionally most people, like you said earlier, are going to get a term policy, and it's a thirty-year term policy, twenty-year, ten-year, whatever the time frame is that you buy it. But you're basically taking a bet against yourself. You're saying, "I bet you I'm gonna die in this time frame," and the insurance company is saying, "I bet you you're not." And then you put up the money, and if you die, they lose and they pay out your family. But if you live, which is the whole goal, by the way, if you live, they keep all those premiums, and there is no cash value. So most people have this conception of misconception of I got to pay this every single month. This is a monthly expense. But you just said, no, that's not the way it works. There's actually benefits to putting it in IUL because it grows. And that income, that, that, that growth is something that could fund the policy later down the road. Yep. 100%. And that's, a, that's another big difference between term and an IUL. See, the, the life insurance coverage is going to be exactly the same. 500 grand, 500 grand. The difference is. You're, you're funding this one with extra cash and the insurance company is growing your money out in the market, right? Um, uh, where is it going with this? Sorry. Uh, oh, the, the term. When it comes to term, you're paying just the amount needed to keep that 500 grand. Could be 30 bucks, 70 bucks, whatever. Whatever that amount is, you're paying the bare minimum. So there's no money that's ever going to grow. And what makes it worse is that it's eventually going to end. That's why it's called a term. IULs, you can continue. We, when we do quotes, we quote you up to age 120 because the IUL is not a term. It's going to continue growing and growing and growing. And in fact, this is how trust fund babies are made. The Rock family, as an example, what they will do is uh, anytime a new Rockefeller member is born, they'll fund, they will take out an IUL and fund it for, let's say, as an example, to put $25 million in there and never put another, never make another payment again because there's enough money in there for the growth and to continue uh, funding it. So what happens is, and I've done the math, I ran a scenario as if somebody was gonna drop 25 million into it. By the time they're 30 years old, it's $2.2 billion. That's how you make trust fund babies. And because it's never gonna end, uh, we actually just explained this concept to some grandparents and they are actually going to take out uh, money from an account they have, hundreds of thousands, they're going to put it, they're going to fund an IUL and then they're going to put it in a trust and the trust is going to have specific terms. If the grandkids meet certain expectations, then they can start withdrawing a hundred grand every year. And it's going to, it's going to be more than enough to last them a lifetime. That's how you control the money beyond the grave, baby. That's, That's how you can maintain control. All right. Well, let me ask you a last couple of questions here. Uh, we talked about people funding the IULs after they sell a real estate property or have large cash funds. But what about people who just want to get started? They're barely at the beginning. Do they need a large cash uh, amount to get started with an IUL? No, not at all. So I just helped a uh, 20-year-old get a policy. It's not a lot. It's, uh, it's only 250000 in life insurance. But they are putting uh, 120 bucks a month into the policy. The policy itself is, I think, only 30 bucks, But they're putting 100 and, uh, $120 every month. And... Because it's not a big amount, they are going to grow their money and they're going to have a good amount of money, but it's not going to be a lot. But the benefit to it is as they continue growing their income, you can always overfund it. You don't have to necessarily just put 120. And I've had this with clients where they're like, hey, I just came across some more money. Can I start another policy? As a business guy, I would say, yes, let's do it, right? Because I'm going to get paid. But the right thing to do is to tell them, actually, the way I structured your policy you have the lowest death benefit with the most amount of funding possible that you can put in there. So rather than me 
having you start another policy. This one's already growing. It's got a great track record. Just put the money into this one. So I'm always going to structure it like that for the client. Um, so if, if anybody, it doesn't matter. Like if you just want to get started, you can get started. And like I said, that 20 year old, uh, she's putting 120 bucks, uh, in it. If she only kept it at 120, I, if I remember correctly, she was going to ha still have about half a million dollars by age 62. And she, and that's also stopping the funding in about 20 years. Love it. I love it. And again, there's no risk on the downside, right? No. You're you're tied to an index. You're tied to a market. You get all the benefits of the up, but none of the none of the downside. You might have, you know, depending on the policy, you might have years where you have zero gain, right? Where the economy goes bad and you have a zero, but you're not having a loss. All your buddies that have money in their four hundred one ks or their IRAs, they're the ones taking losses, and that hurts. You are staying right where you are. And when the economy comes yep. back, you get to pick that thing back up. So if people want to reach out to you, they want to find out more about getting an IUL policy, getting started, or maybe even some real estate stuff. Cause they're like, this yeah. guy's the guy I want to talk about because he's going to help me sell the house, <laughs> but then he's going to help me manage the money that I get from selling the house. How can they do that? So easiest way is I think my email is uh, there down below. You can send me an email or I am always on social media. I actually communicate with a lot of clients through social media. Uh, read, send me a DM uh, right there, um, realtor on Instagram. Uh, my financial business doesn't have any social media yet because right now I'm really focusing on friends, family, and anybody that organically reaches out to me because it takes, you know, it, it's, it's a financial world. And I want to give 110% to each individual. And if I go publicly, I know. I'm going to be stretched thin. So if you want to reach out to me, just best way to do it is send me a DM. I'm more than happy to explain it. Sometimes you get it the first time. Sometimes it takes 10 appointments, however long it takes. As long as you understand how to protect your money, um, I'm all in. And that's what it takes, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of education. That's the stigma that we're trying to break here, especially, I mean, I don't know about other cultures because I'm not part of those other cultures, but in the Mexican culture, it's the lack of education that's holding us back. And I'm not saying you're stupid. You just choose not to do or ask the questions. And I'm telling you right now, you can ask the questions up to like 10 appointments if that's what it takes to get the clarity that you need. But you yeah. need to understand. It's like playing Monopoly. The first time you played, you probably were horrible. The second time you got a chance to win. And the only difference between the two is you learn the rules to the game. And that's what this is all about. You have to learn the rules to the game. Otherwise, you can't have a chance of winning. The odds are stacked against you. And what Efrain's trying to tell you right here is a little bit of education goes a long way. So follow him on social, uh, hit him up, Efrain.chacon.realtor, or you guys can also shoot him an email, Efrain at thechacongroup.net. Um, and then, of course, his website's going across the bottom, thechacongroup.net. Efrain, dude, always a pleasure having a conversation with you. Again, dude, this is, uh, this is fun, man. I, and I appreciate you taking the time, even if it was in your car, man. You still sat there. You <laughs> no. got it done going from appointment to appointment, man. Appreciate you. Whatever it takes, man. I'm here, you know, like I said, I, I, I genuinely mean it. I just want to educate. I want to help people. Um, I am not the kind of guy that is going to get upset because I taught you everything and then you're going to go give the business to somebody else. At least I know deep down you got it from me and you're set up correctly. That's it. That's we, it. we can all win here. That's it. That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go get your IUL policies. Get yourself set up. Start playing the bank. Play the game the rich people yes. are playing, but play it to win. Jacqueline, thank you very much for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank we're you. Out.
It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Business Bros.